Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pop Culture on the Rocks. It is our last episode of 2020, which is wild. It is wild. (laughs) Can y'all believe 2020 is almost over? I mean... Like, I can believe it, but I can't believe it. It feels like it's gone by so fast, but then so slow. I've been saying to different people, like, I watched such and such in 2020, or this Mm -hmm. came out in 2020, and I'm just like... That feels like a lifetime ago. So (laughs) in some ways, yeah, it's been so slow. But in other ways, it's like, what did I do this year? (laughs) Not a lot. Right. Anyway... Since it is the our last episode of 2020, we decided to do a best of 2020 episode, just rounding off the year and talking about some of our favorite content that has come out this year. We're ending it on a optimistic note. Yes, you know, we're focusing on some positives, some really good stuff that came out this year, mm-hmm. even if it feels like it came out five years ago (laughs) exactly we're gonna kind of get to relive some stuff so yeah it'll be fun but before we do that since it is our last episode of course we have to do our normal little little segments here at the beginning so to start us off Anna what are you drinking tonight well in theming with the end of 2020 I'm drinking a corona seltzer (laughs) (laughs) perfect Yes. (laughs) Not to make light of COVID-19, but you know, we just have to... We gotta laugh. We Yeah, you just gotta laugh through the pain. So I'm drinking a Corona Hard Seltzer Blackberry Lime flavored. Um, And it's pretty average. It's Mm. kind of, you know, nothing special, I guess. Sounds about right. Right. I've had better for sure. Mm. Had better, probably have had worse though. So it's all right. It's just all right. (laughs) Uh, We should have done like a seltzer ranking. Because I feel like especially you have really tried every brand. So that's yeah, that's what it feels like. (laughs) It's like every beer brand has come out with a seltzer too. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely been a trend of 2020 for sure. Mm -hmm. Do we find out what seltzer is? (laughs) You know, we had a discussion (laughs) No, I never did the research. Maybe that's something we can do in 2021. That's a New Year's resolution. Find out what hard seltzer is. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Corona, Corona seltzer says in the ingredients, carbonated water, alcohol from sugar, natural flavors, citric acid, and sodium citrate. So whatever alcohol from sugars. I've heard of sugar alcohol, but I thought that was just in candy. (laughs) I certainly don't know. We do not know. I don't remember what episode it was, but we had a very long discussion about hard seltzer. And like, yes, I understand it's carbonated water. You don't have to tell me that, but (laughs) the malt beverage aspect of it, I don't get still. Yeah. We will find out. That's a New Year's resolution. (laughs) Find out what that is. Yes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I'm having a new favorite honestly homemade cocktail so I saw this recipe on Instagram 
and it was supposed to be kind of like a festive Christmassy drink. Mm-hmm. My mom and I adapted it because we didn't have some of the ingredients and adapted it to our taste. But yeah, it's a cranberry margarita. Ooh, yeah, we're already doing well here. <laughs> I will share a picture on our Instagram because it's a very pretty drink when you make it. But it's just tequila. It's supposed to be silver, so you, but you could do silver or gold. And then cranberry juice with no sugar added. And then a lot of fresh lime juice. You're supposed to add honey but we didn't do that because we didn't think it needed it we don't love honey but you could if you wanted it to be sweeter Mm -hmm. it's actually supposed to be frozen with blended with fresh cranberries but we had we didn't have that so we're just having it on the rocks but the kicker is the rim is actually a salt and sugar rim Mm, that sounds good yeah i never had that i've had just like one or the other but I actually really like the salt and sugar. Even though I feel a little like bad just like licking straight salt and sugar. <laughs> but it's really good. And I'm on my second one. So I'm going to be hyped during this episode. <laughs> Feeling good. <laughs> yes. In 2020 with a bang. I love it. Yeah, that is a really just nice sounding drink. Very refreshing and simple, but like in a in the best way. Very refreshing because of the fresh lime juice. Like that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. You really don't need to skimp on the fresh. And then the cranberry makes it not too sweet at all. Just mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Aside from everything else we're going to be talking about, what have you been watching? Well, actually, just before recording this, I finished The Pack on Amazon Prime. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. Well, if you've ever wanted to do The Amazing Race, but you don't have any friends to do it with, this is the (laughs) show for you. Because you can do basically a discounted version of The Amazing Race with your dog as your partner. Oh, oh, I remember this now. The dog triggered it. Yes. 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 (laughs) So I've been watching it probably a few weeks now I've kind of just been like dabbling in it but yeah I definitely want to do a education segment on it because it's a good show it's cute yeah definitely not to the caliber of course as the amazing race but wow nothing can beat that you cannot replicate it so definitely not sorry Lindsay Vaughn you are not Phil Kogan oh is she the host yeah (laughs) weird yeah huh branching out into new things okay yeah it was an interesting choice, but I thought she did pretty good considering. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if she's ever done host work before, so. Right. Yeah. I remember people talking about that a little bit, like maybe when it came out originally mm-hmm. earlier in the year, but yes, I would love to be educated on that next year. <laughs> yes. See you next year. That's what we're going to end everything with. I know. I, I'm i that lame person that loves that <laughs> joke. I love saying that. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't talked to you since last year. You know, it's really annoying. It's a classic uh, though. <laughs> it is. It is. No. No shame. <laughs> if you and I don't make it on Amazing Race, are you going to try to get on the pack with Flynn and Minnie? No, because we will always try to get on the Amazing Race. Correct answer. <laughs> awesome. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And also, my dogs are not as I don't trust that their training abilities would get them around the world without me being completely embarrassed so <laughs> too much of a liability right and i think it'd be more fun with you so well thank you yeah thank you. <laughs> 
It's a cute show. What have you been watching? I last night started the first episode of Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not what I expected, and I don't, I don't really know what I expected to be honest. Um, because I, I think I just saw people talking about it. I saw a period piece, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. like that's really all you have to say. But. I didn't realize until I started watching it that it's Shonda Rhimes. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be completely different than what I'm expecting. <laughs> like, we're gonna, but I'm in for some drama. Yeah, that uh, 20 minutes in, and this is a Netflix original, everyone, if you don't know what it is. 20 minutes in, I was like, I'm watching ABC right now. <laughs> it, feels, <laughs> it feels like an ABC drama. But... You know, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just feel like you you know what I'm talking about when I say that. So am I understanding that, is this a different type of drama than for say like Downton Abbey drama? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think I'm giving anything away. And how much can I give away? I've seen one episode, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> so it's 1813. It's in London everything is accurate as far as like costumes and like the setting and everything like that and the situation is they're trying to marry off these people it's like focused on these different families and they're trying to marry off the daughters that are entering into society so I feel like that's your normal class you know what (laughs) yeah that's the main plot line of all of these shows or movies Mm -hmm. but like within uh three minutes there's a sex scene (laughs) so like you know this is not your average (laughs) Exactly. Like, this is not... You're, you're not watching Jane Austen anymore. You're not watching Downton Abbey. Right. Here is a butt. Something <laughs> like, else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. like... And there's a few of those, even in the first episode. And now, we're not talking, like, Game of Thrones, Outlander level at all. Mm-hmm. But it is, like... It's that middle ground. Like, okay, this is, like, Netflix level. You know what yeah, I mean? So I got you. So, anyway, I think if you're prepared. But it's super interesting because it's a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. So, that's interesting to watch, too. And I know Shonda Rhimes is always very good about having a diverse cast as well. Then, like, the... Uh, music it's like vitamin string quartet playing thank you next (laughs) interesting okay yeah okay it's like all this modern music that you recognize but it's like classical (laughs) so I don't know it's just interesting it's like suppose some people were calling it like a fantasy kind of thing when I think fantasy I think like a dragon is gonna come out yeah I don't I don't know about that but yeah, I don't know. I've just seen one episode, but I feel like a lot of people are talking about it in our Pride and Prejudice Facebook group that we're in. So. Yes. <laughs> I have seen a lot of talk about it. Yes, I had to check it out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep watching and let y'all know, but it's just interesting. But it, just the acting, the feel of the show, the storyline feels like an ABC drama. They're always a little more melodramatic than everyone else. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true it's kind of like a million little things versus this is us <laughs> yeah it's like okay this is this is us but abc affide <laughs> you know <laughs> right that's a good explanation yeah but there's room for everything so yeah. anyway speaking of the amazing race which we just brought up earlier as we just do in everyday conversation definitely do we have a final reason of the year of why you and i should be cast on the amazing race of course we have a reason and of course it's gonna be that we survived the worst year 
of probably hopefully our entire lives I hope so, yes. (laughs) A worldwide pandemic this year, along with everything that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. With Mm -hmm. something as small as, like, going shopping at a a store with billions of people around you, which sounds like a nightmare (laughs) already. I know. To really sad things that we've had happen this year. But I say, you know, this year has definitely been a challenge. It's been difficult to stay optimistic. I think a lot of people have really had a difficult time with that and Mm -hmm. just learning to adapt, Mm -hmm. which can be really hard right now. So Mm -hmm. I think if anything, this year has definitely taught us all of those things, valuing the people you have in your life and valuing the, the little joys that you have in life, like buying something from your local business or looking forward to a vacation that you have coming up. It just, I feel like it's made us more appreciative of what we have and hopefully can help us adapt better in the future. All those things are good for the amazing grace, of course. Definitely. And I think no matter what in life from now on, we will all appreciate the little things more than we ever have before. Like, oh, yeah. We'll definitely all take these lessons moving forward. And when we get on The Amazing Race, these values will help us for sure. Very much so. We've become better people with our hindsight 2020 vision, as people said at the beginning of this year. Little did we know. Little did we know that hindsight... W- of 2020 would be something to remember. It's true. Definitely share with us on our social media and via email what you have learned in 2020, what you are taking out of this year. And um, even if it's been a challenge that you've encountered, we'd love to hear about it and would love to know what you're looking forward to in 2021. So be Mm -hmm. sure to share that with us. Speaking of the end of the year and looking forward, before we look forward to what's ahead we have to look back on (laughs) what's already come out thank you (laughs) thank you you know I'm not as good as at the transitions as Anna but no you're great you do great stuff thank you um but we separated content into four different categories And we're just going to kind of talk like this is a loose format. We just kind of do what we want here. So (laughs) we're just going to talk about stuff we liked this year. And you can let us know if you agree or disagree. Or if we forgot something that you really enjoyed, please let us know. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Music? Sure. It was a good year for music. It was. We don't talk about music a lot. We don't. But we're definitely music music people we've gone to our fair share of uh great music festivals and those things of old that (laughs) i know those in concerts tbt to when i had tickets to memphis in may yeah and it was a great lineup let me tell you it really was hopefully we'll get that back eventually but yeah we we love music and it's a huge part of pop culture but we just don't talk about it as much yeah we can talk about the music that we really liked that came out this year do you have anything in particular that you're thinking of so there are a few like artists that came out with music that I thought was really fun these are definitely people that you would hear on the the radio I guess is what people say I don't know I still (laughs) listen to the radio but um (laughs) yeah so I've enjoyed some of like Lady Gaga's new music that she put out yeah Dua Lipa has been really fun Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus's new album Plastic Hearts and 
Also, Haley Williams, who is the front front lady. That's not the right thing to say. The front sing- woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lead singer, I guess, is a better way to say it. The lead singer for Paramore came out with a solo album. I guess that was kind of earlier on this year. So yeah, that was kind of... I listen to the radio more than probably the average person does. More so than just like listening to on Spotify, like specific things. I usually just like kind of browse the radio. Yeah. But yeah, those have been fun to listen to this year. I liked Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's song, Mm -hmm. Rain On Me. That one's fun. Yes. Yes, that one was really good. They're both very talented. Well, specifically what I had in mind was I really liked Folklore, which I mentioned Mm -hmm. on a previous episode. Um, I listened to that a lot this year after it came out. And then, of course, my favorite band, Need to Breathe, came out with a new CD, Out of Body. Mm -hmm. And love them and plugging them because some people know them, some people don't. So check them out if you don't. And then a band I really like called Dawes, they came out with a new album and had some really good songs on there so check them out also the lead singer of Dawes is married to Mandy Moore so that's pretty cool fun fact of the day (laughs) they're very good so I don't know I I have XM so I listen to that a lot and then I listen to my Spotify but I'm really weird with music like I'm not one of these people that has music playing constantly mm-hmm. like doing stuff so it looks like I don't listen to much you know like the Spotify wrapped it looks like I barely listen to any compared to some people because I like silence sometimes <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah that's what I I've been listening to the most yeah at least it came out this year that's what's hard right. about all of that, these mm-hmm. you know it's like you can discover new things in any of these categories that didn't necessarily come out in 2020 yeah and that's something where we're not really covering all of those things we're mainly just talking about what's come out this year that we've enjoyed but yeah yeah, I've definitely found other things that came out you know several years ago I did want to say the Jonas Brothers new Christmas song was really fun (laughs) <laughs> yes, I loved it. We are here for the Joe Bros comeback, y'all. We are. And they were my last concert that I saw. So I'm like... Same here. Yeah. Yeah, that was my last like normal full-fledged concert and it was amazing yep okay so next we could talk about some movies that we enjoyed I will give the disclaimer as I was making my list um I kind of discovered that I didn't watch a lot of new movies this year and I'm the kind of person that like I have to be in the mood for a movie I'm I don't watch movies just all the time and then a lot of movies I did watch this year we're not from 2020 so my list is very short aka there's (laughs) one that I could think of um so I'm sorry there were a few more that I thought of that came out this year that I watched that I didn't really think were worth me mentioning or hyping up (laughs) yeah you know I wanted to talk about ones that were that I really really thought were awesome so anyway the one that I wrote down is athlete a and if you don't know what it's about go listen to our um what to watch on Netflix documentaries episode because we go in depth about that one so it is a documentary and it's about USA Gymnastics it was so well done it was a Netflix original I had to pause it to like keep making comments or thinking about what I just saw or like rewinding it and it was just 
very informative, very well done, and something that I would highly recommend every person to watch. Yeah, that one was definitely eye-opening and a great... I think it's just something that every, definitely every American should learn because that Mm -hmm. is our Olympic team and people that we've seen like on the national stage who knew about all this, like we didn't know at the time, but all of this Uh dark and really sad things that they were going through with their training and people involved and everything. Well, kind of shifting gears. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to talk about three different movies that I enjoyed this year. Uh, The first is Onward, which is, well, it was Pixar's newest movie. Soul just recently came out, which I have not seen just yet. But Onward is streaming on Disney Plus and that came out earlier this year and I didn't even realize it came out in 2020 until I looked it up and I was like wait that came out this year that just blows my mind anyway so yeah I saw I watched it actually in quarantine (laughs) on Disney plus Mm -hmm. and really love that movie the cast is really great the whole concept's just fun and it's a really sweet story kind of going along with your documentary going along with Disney plus also I watched Howard is what it's called And it's about Howard Ashman, who was a lyricist for Disney. It's basically kind of his story of like how he became involved specifically with musical theater. And he really um, got involved with Little Shop of Horrors and kind of rose in the ranks to eventually work for Disney. And he was involved in a lot of the, the golden age of Disney, as they call, or the renaissance, not the golden age. I was thinking the golden age of Hollywood. He wasn't alive then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Disney Renaissance. So, uh, you know, like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King, all those other movies. Around that time frame, he worked alongside the other musicians, of course, but his creativity really brought out a lot of the famous lyrics that we all sing about today. And so it was just really interesting just talking about his life and growing up. Um, He was a gay man in that time period and he did unfortunately pass away by AIDS. So Mm. it talks a lot about the AIDS epidemic during that time and what all he went through trying to finish, you know, his projects, his creative projects that he had Mm -hmm. and wanting to do the the best he can while he was still battling for his life. So it was a really great story and it just makes you appreciate so much more those movies that are made and the music that's made in those movies that make them so memorable. Right. Yeah. Especially you, I know you're so into soundtracks and Mm -hmm. of course we love Disney. So sounds right up your alley too. Yeah, it was really great. I definitely recommend it. I feel like not a ton of people have talked about it. So I definitely want to talk about it more. Maybe one day we can do an episode on it, but it's really good. It's called Howard on Disney Plus. And since you only have one, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give another one. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) See, we help each... Another reason we can be on the race, we just... We fill in for each other's <laughs> gaps. Well, it kind of goes along with what you're talking about with folklore. So on Netflix earlier this year came out with Miss Americana, which was a documentary on Taylor Swift. That movie was really good. I really enjoyed it. I've always really liked Taylor Swift. I never really like knew who she was as a person other than 
you know, she dates a lot of people and that like became her thing. Uh But it's just really cool watching how she interacts with her fans, interacts with her family, and then kind of like how she progresses in her music. So like she goes in depth about how she writes songs. You can just see that whole process, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. which is just really neat to see like how she came up with certain lyrics and like watching her alongside those other musicians to kind of get whatever sound she has in her head out of her head. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just really cool to watch that, just seeing the whole process. It's really neat, especially since you already know what the finishing product sounds like. Mm -hmm. So it's just neat hearing like where it started and you already know what the end product sounds like. I have had that on my list and I really want to watch it because I've heard nothing but good things. That's really cool that it's like while she's writing it and not just like a well... This has already come out. Let's go back and kind of Mm -hmm. it's like you're actually in the process with her. That's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I I feel like even if you're not really a Taylor Swift fan, like I know there are people out there who are not really fans of her music. I think it's just still interesting just like learning how she goes about her everyday life and Mm -hmm. just appreciating the art form that is like creating music. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people just forget about that. Like just how much work that goes into that so I feel like it helps you kind of appreciate how much work people put in to write songs and making all that happen I with documentaries I feel like we're both like this that even if it's about someone that I don't really care about or like don't know anything about whatever the case may be I am interested to watch a documentary so that I know kind of more about that person or that topic Mm -hmm. yeah that's happened to me many a times to where I'm just like that sounds super interesting but I literally don't know anything about this right like the one that comes to mind is I watched a Metallica documentary (laughs) series and like I only know like that one song by Metallica and other than that I don't know anything so yeah you just learned a lot about those people and I think it just gives you like even if you're still not a fan of their music it's like I can appreciate whatever obstacle they're going through Mm -hmm. in the show you can kind of you can kind of get that. It's just fun to know things about random stuff, honestly. Yeah, like, that's why we, true. we do this is because we just like random stuff. And <laughs> it's fun to know facts. And like when they come up in conversation or you see something about them, you can be like, oh, well, here's something about them that you didn't know that I learned in this documentary. Yeah, exactly. So it just makes you a more well-rounded person. Exactly. Uh, I did want to mention that on the music portion, I was like, okay, I need to look up like what all music's come out this year because I couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. And so Rolling Stone came out with their top 50 albums of the year and Folklore was number one. Shocker. Yeah. It did kind of shock me, honestly. But I really liked what they talked about in the article. It's a great article if you're interested. Yeah, it's called like the 50 greatest albums of 2020. And so it says, quote, without the pressure of having to write radio hits or build up her usual prolonged album release schedule full of music videos, Easter eggs, and Good Morning America performances, Swift shed the uber pop trappings of her previous album, Lover, for a project that put her once in a generation songwriting talent front and center. Regardless of what you think of the album's, quote, indie cred with contributions with the Nationals Aaron Dessner and Bon Iver's Justin Vernon. Folklore 16 Tales of Lost Love Coming of Age and Redemption provided us with solace and catharsis just when we need it most. Very well said. In quote. I don't know how you quote an article in a podcast, <laughs> but I thought that was good. It is kind of like how we were feeling all in that moment where it's like we're not in some big studio. We're not 
going to concerts, mm-hmm. all those things. We just want raw songs with like raw feelings in it. So true. Very well said. And like, I don't know about anyone else. I feel like a lot of people experience this too, but like I was outside a lot more, like Mm -hmm. whether it was riding a bike for the first time in four years, like, (laughs) or just going on more walks, you know, just to get out of the house. Yeah. And I think folklore is very connected with nature and just sounds like stripped down outside kind of acoustic feel. And Mm -hmm. it connects you with that, like being outside a lot more. So yeah, she did it. Nailed it. Okay. So moving on, of course, since this is a podcast we have to talk about other podcasts that we listen to so (laughs) although pop culture on the rocks was the best podcast to premiere in 2020 but we'll continue on to the new year I hope that it was your favorite podcast of 2020 (laughs) all of you listening but even if it's not I hope it's in the top 10 like yeah we'll we'll take that for sure (laughs) (laughs) an honorable mention (laughs) yeah (laughs) i listened to some random podcasts this year i will say early early in the year when peter's season of the bachelor was on you know (laughs) that's your time frame (laughs) Uh, yes exactly because literally the last episode like the finale slash after the final rose was i believe the monday of the week things started shutting down and that was Mm. like the last live show I watched for a long time. Yeah. Uh, during that time, I was listening to Almost Famous podcasts with Ben Higgins and Ashley I, as she is known. <laughs> and they are two Bachelor alums and are really hilarious. And I like both of them. And they would recap the episodes and then also mm-hmm. um, have people on. I liked hearing them comment because they're watching it along with us and don't know spoilers or anything but they also have the perspective of having been like contestants themselves right and sometimes they know the people sometimes they don't you know just through the grapevine so it's just nice to have their input or insight Mm -hmm. so that was fun and then also I both of these I've mentioned throughout our episodes um Dr. Death season two really Mm -hmm. good and even the rich that you got me on to. There we go. What up, Brooke Sifrin? Yeah, shout out. Um, all of those I have really enjoyed. And both of those are from Wondery, which, as we've mentioned, very good podcast group. So check out their stuff for sure. Yeah, all of those have been wonderful. Obviously, I haven't listened to the Bachelor one, but... (laughs) (laughs) I am your Bachelor podcast. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're all I need. (laughs) One that I've talked about before on here uh, is Very Amusing, which is Carly Wiesel's podcast Mm -hmm. about theme park. She is a theme park reporter, obviously. Looks a little different this year due to the pandemic. And she lives in California, which, as we know, Disneyland has been closed this entire time. So that's kind of unfortunate, but understandable. I enjoy her content. She has a very bubbly personality and talks about just, like, great content. Like, she also has a great Instagram account, Carly Wiesel on Instagram. Like, right now, she's doing a series of when she went to Japan like a couple years ago and she's basically posting photos of like what she did while she was there so she was like I'm taking you on a virtual trip to Japan and so like she's talking about like these are the foods that we ate and this is where we visited and things like that so I was like oh that's a cute idea cute also this past month she's been doing a segment because she does not celebrate Christmas. She is Jewish, so she celebrates Hanukkah. 
And so that's been really interesting because she kind of talks about like some of the traditions of Hanukkah and traditions of the Jewish people and um, just other celebrations that they have, not just Hanukkah. But she has done a series this month on Shrek and how she believes that Shrek is Jewish and she believes that Shrek should be the symbol of Hanukkah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which, I gotta hear that. Yeah, it's super interesting. And honestly, I agree with her. I'm, wow. I'm not Jewish, but <laughs> I take her, her, she does a lot of research. She has people on her podcast to talk about it. So I'm just saying it's interesting. And she was like, I mean, am I saying that Universal needs to put a Hanukkah sweater on Shrek? Yes, <laughs> I totally agree. So yeah, if you're just looking for something very lighthearted, just fun, talking about Disney World, Universal, all things theme parks, totally recommend her. And then second, I didn't even realize this came out in 2020. Like this blows my mind. So if you were to ask what is like the one symbol of this year besides the pandemic, of course, I would probably say Tiger King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you agree? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I blocked that out already. I know. Like, it seems like it was forever ago. Well, I, you never watched it, right? Right. I know, okay. I still know very little. <laughs> I haven't watched the Netflix series either. It was actually on another podcast that I listened to, Rob Has a Podcast, their News AF weekly episode. Tyson Apostle is on there. Sorry, this is like a big string of things going way back, <laughs> way back. I love but <laughs> Tyson Apostle from Survivor is on Rob Has a Podcast weekly news update, like podcast. Anyway, and he was talking about this crazy podcast that he listened to called Joe Exotic Tiger King. And I was like, huh, that sounds really interesting. And I was like, if Tyson Apostle thinks that it's funny, it's probably <laughs> hilarious. Right. And so I listened to that podcast series. Then shortly after the Netflix Tiger King series came out and then like Carol Baskin ended up on Dancing with the Stars and everything is just bizarre. So all that to say, I'm sure the Netflix series is great. Personally, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it because I listen to the podcast. So I feel like I'm probably just going to hear the same thing over and over. So it's really if you like to watch it or if you want to listen to it. But mm -hmm. again, Wondery did put out Joe Exotic, Tiger King is what it's called. I just thought I would remind everybody that that came out this year. Unreal. <laughs> you and Tyson then were like ahead of the game. You were ahead of the trend. It's true. I can, well, I can't take the credit. Only Tyson Apostle can take the credit. But he is my all-time favorite Survivor player. And may I say that... My college senior project, I named my experiment after him. So there you go. <laughs> I just, I just want to be his best friend, basically, is what I'm trying to say. We love Tyson. <laughs> He's great. If you are interested in Survivor, but you don't know who Tyson is, you need to watch his seasons immediately. He's the Definitely. best. In keeping with Survivor, as we talked about with Tyson Apostle, I think the best of 2020 has been some great TV shows that we've had come out. One of those would be Survivor Season 40, which, spoiler, has Tyson Apostle on it. But I'm not going to give any spoilers about anything else. Yeah, because I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no judgment. That Survivor Season was really great. It's just so bizarre that that's the last Survivor season that we've had. I know. Very Because weird. that was such an iconic one, having all the winners come back. Not all the winners, but 20 winners come back. Yeah, that was great. Big Brother 22. Huh. 
And then <laughs> Amazing Grace coming back. I was just happy to have it back, honestly. But it definitely was not a favorite season of mine. But anyway, we had to cover our three favorite. First of all, it's just great that we got like all three, you know, seasons of our of the trifecta this yes. year. Right. Despite whether it was good or bad, aka BB twenty two, that's separate. <laughs> Yeah, we won't talk about that. What other TV shows have you really enjoyed this year? So I had a long list of shows that I loved this year, especially when I like thought back to my gosh, stuff I watched before the pandemic, you know, and I'm like, wow, that really came out this year, didn't it? Which I feel like is the theme of this episode. (laughs) I would say one of my favorite shows that came out this year, just honestly, with how appropriately timed it was and how like polarizing it was, was Love is Blind. Mm, Yes. Wow, I can't believe that was this year. I know, which I think it was filmed in 2018, maybe, maybe 2019. It's so weird that like it was basically a show in quarantine, but it came out Mm -hmm. in like February. Right. And we really haven't talked about it on here at all, but I loved the setup of it. We know I love a reality show themed around love (laughs) (laughs) and I loved the concept And it was just like they released three episodes at a time. So you were just Mm -hmm. constantly waiting for the updates. And I mean, everyone remembers Jessica and how she was older than Mark, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Great memes to come out of that show. So many good memes. It was just I feel like everyone was watching it and like yeah. I could talk about it with everyone so I loved that also along the same lines the circle was so good yes so I good. really loved that show and again one that's like quarantine I know it was which so is crazy yeah. yeah I don't know why they haven't filmed like five more seasons of both of those <laughs> you would think they would I know I really loved down to earth yes I've mentioned that multiple times, and if you know me, you know that my my thoughts on Zac Efron have really evolved since <laughs> <laughs> the beginning high school musical years. I thought he was overrated. It's just been a process. Um, then I thought he was a good actor, but I didn't understand the, you know like the obsession mm-hmm. and now I've come around to I love him <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it was I think it was the dad bod that sold me on down to earth to be honest um but <laughs> it was such a good show also a really good one to watch during quarantine because he was traveling everywhere so you mm-hmm. got to live vicariously through him and see all these different parts of the world that we couldn't see and it was just very educational i want to do a like an episode on it at some point because i just learned so much and then probably the best show that i watched this year as far as just like all-around quality was the morning show on apple tv oh okay i watched that like as soon as lockdown started basically Mm -hmm. um so it feels like a long time ago but it's so well done I think it was like six or eight episodes and they're filming season two now Jennifer Aniston Reese Witherspoon are the main two um but it's a full cast of people oh and Steve Carell it was just the quality was so good the plot had me hooked the whole time I cannot wait for season two so well done I can't stress that enough I'm naming so many but I named like no movies so (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're catching up 
Yeah, honorable mentions for shows that really stuck out to me this year. All on Netflix. All like Netflix originals. So Netflix killed the game. Lennox Hill, loved that reality Mm -hmm. show about a huge hospital in New York City. Cheer. Can we believe that came out this year? No. That is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. And then um, Dash and Lily, which I talked about on our Christmas episode. Yeah. Just some really good stuff I enjoyed this year. All of these, except for The Morning Show, were Netflix. So we know what I was watching. There you go. You have a streaming service that (laughs) knows what you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there were a few of those that I've watched, but um, I didn't even realize that you watched The Morning Show. Yes, I guess I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I remember seeing like um, advertisements for that, but I didn't know anyone had that had seen it. And I love that cast. Like all those people sound amazing. So I'm sure it was great. And it's really, really cool to see Steve Carell in a drama role. So it's just so good. It felt very realistic. Like all these people could be real. A lot of like sexual harassment is what is, you know, involved in the plot line. And just Mm -hmm. felt like things that are probably going on in these, you know, big corporations or shows. It was kind of based loosely on like or inspired by the situation with like Matt Lauer and the Today Show. Right. So you just felt like you were kind of living real life and the cast was awesome. And I feel like most of those actors you usually see, Reese kind of goes back and forth, but like you usually see them in a comedic role. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was a really good opportunity to see them do something dramatic. So I'm pumped for season two. That's awesome. As far as like me with TV shows, I've really, like several of those that you mentioned, I watched as well. So I will not repeat what you said, but none of those I had on my list. So that's good, I guess. That is good. <laughs> uh, as far as like recently what I've been watching, that's kind of what I was more so thinking about just firsthand. This, uh, it actually came out last year, but the new season came out recently, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Which, you know, the premiere of that, that series was a huge hit. And then I feel like this second season has just exploded with even more people being excited for it. So it doesn't really count as far as our 2020 list. But I mean, Baby Yoda can do whatever he wants. So heck yeah. I love yeah. that show too. <laughs> yeah, that series is just really good. Very well done. And on Disney Plus for people who live under a rock and don't know what Mandalorian is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no judgment. Uh, and then the last one I really wanted to talk about, I've been meaning to say this that I've been watching it on the podcast and I just have forgotten. But I started The Last Dance on Netflix, which oh. is yeah, the ESPN series on the Chicago Bulls um, season with Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman and everyone else involved with that whole team. So yeah, that one is super interesting. I mean, again, like I've said many a times on this podcast, I am not a huge sports person. I love playing sports. I don't really watch sports, but I really enjoy watching sports documentaries. I just find that fascinating. And obviously I know the people involved in this just from, I mean, who doesn't know who Michael Jordan is? Hello. If you've seen Space Jam, you know everything. (laughs) (laughs) All you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically his life story is meeting Bugs Bunny. So yeah. So like I knew that the Chicago Bulls, like that whole experience was just like an iconic team. And Phil Jackson, the coach, was just, you know, he's seen as like such a great symbol of a leader in basketball. So yeah, like that series, I haven't finished it yet. I'm like, probably 
I probably, I think I have three episodes left. So yeah, that's just been really interesting. Like I've really enjoyed, they go through a lot of each teammate's life. So it kind of like talks about like maybe how they got involved in basketball and then what led them to the Bulls. Like if they were recruited immediately to the team from college or high school, or if they were traded or something like that. So that's just always interesting. And you learn about the dynamics that they had between the other teammates, their dynamics with the media, especially Dennis Rodman, which that's super interesting. And then their relationship with Phil Jackson and then just the whole Chicago Bulls basketball industry, I guess. It's because you have the owner and you have management and all those people who are involved. And it's just like so many people that you almost have to please as an athlete in order to make it. So yeah, it was just super interesting. I've really enjoyed it and I'll definitely let you know once I finish it, but I've learned a lot of crazy information about all of these random people. I highly recommend it. Again, even if you're not really into basketball, even if you don't really even know who these people are, I, I find it super interesting. We love crazy information about random people. <laughs> there you go. We said it again. <laughs> yeah, I have been meaning to watch that as well. That's definitely on my list. I'm more of a sports watcher than Anna is, but I feel like we both enjoy, yeah, the sports documentaries or shows. Mm -hmm. So it's just fascinating to learn about. It is. Well, is that all the the content that you had? I guess so. I can't really think of, well, if we want to get into like video games or something. hey <laughs> Steven would be proud of me. <laughs> I got Animal Crossing New Horizons for Christmas this year. Woo. So, whoop, whoop. There we go. You're hitting a 2020 trend at the end of the year. Very late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we have a Nintendo Switch and a lot of my friends play Animal Crossing and have been for a while. And it seems like now they're like, they still play every now and then, but definitely don't play as many hours as they used to. And so now that I've said like, hey, I'm late to the game, but come join my island or whatever you're supposed to say to people. Yeah, I think now they're like, oh, yeah, we should go hang out. <laughs> I haven't gotten super far yet, so I don't. I haven't done that yet, but I'm excited. Something fun to do. Yeah, it's some light entertainment. Changes it up from watching something. Yes, and that's what I was looking for, which I know this is still a screen, so it's kind of like, Anna, this defeats the purpose. <laughs> but I was kind of looking for something, you know, that can help help me unwind after work, kind of just help me relax, not think about craziness that's going on. And I wanted something that wasn't like just sitting down and watching something because I can kind of get into the rut where like I get bored. Like I feel like I need to be doing something with my hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping this will accomplish both of those things. Definitely. It's using some brain power. True. Yeah. <laughs> Me learning how to fish is a, a very important skill for the, the game. So <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear updates on your island and all that. Oh, yeah. I think we covered a lot of stuff that we consumed mm -hmm. in 2020. And if you've been following along on our podcast this year, since we started in August, we've talked about much, much more. So if for some reason this is the first episode you're listening to, go back and see what all we said about everything else that we have consumed. I hope that you can get some recommendations out of everything we discussed. And like I said earlier, be sure to let us know if you watched any of this, listened to any of this. If you enjoyed it, hated it, let us know. We'd love to yeah, chat about it. Definitely. As always, be sure to leave us a rating and a review so that we 
can work off your feedback. We love feedback. Subscribe if you aren't already. Connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and via email. So we would love to connect with you. But until next time, I'm Callan. I'm Anna. See you next year. See you next year. year.